Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stovar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 44. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them. And I am plopping stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. This episode, friends, we're going to be looking at how you can get started with getting more active. Because it's one thing to think about even taking those steps to either find a coach or find those videos online, but it's another to actually start getting going. And this can be a big barrier because having the idea and being like, yes, Bonza, I am going to start training. I'm going to find some videos. And then, you know, that's, that's the easier part. But the harder part is actually taking the steps to begin and To make that easier, one of the best things you can do is actually set yourself up at home or wherever it is that you want to train. Set yourself up a little space where that is where you train. When you go there, that is what that section is for. Whether it's in your bedroom, whether it's a spot in your lounge room or in your yard or wherever, it makes it easier if you know when it's time to do the thing that you've got somewhere to go, you know what you need, you know what you've got to use to help you make that happen. And I get it. Getting moving for the first time or after a long time is so awkward. It feels strange or uncomfortable, not just physically, but emotional and mentally as well. Because when we start moving more, if we've been avoiding how we feel in our bodies and doing our best to not think about certain areas that may cause us some challenging feelings and dysphoria and stuff like that. When we do start moving, we start noticing those areas and that can make it really hard. It can be quite uncomfortable getting active and realizing that maybe you're going to feel some areas of you that you'd probably rather avoid feeling. So taking away the barriers that we have when it comes to how we can start getting moving just makes it that little bit easier. And I get sometimes moving your body, whether it's for the first time or in a long time, can feel embarrassing or even shameful. And that's okay. Even if you do have those feelings, it's okay. And these can come up, not even if you're in front of people, these could come up just in your room or in your home somewhere as well, just moving around. And our relationships with our bodies are really complex and they're so unique to each of us and the experiences we had. And I just want you to know, friend, that if this is an experience that you have, it's totally okay. It's okay to feel this. It's okay to also move and have these experiences as well. All okay. Now, when you do start moving, you might realize that maybe you can't do the things that the person on the video that you're following or the coach that is guiding you is asking you to do. And this can also be really tough. But it's okay. (laughs) This 
moment is okay to have these realizations, these feelings within our body, these experiences. There's nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with you as you are right now. So feeling awkward is just awkward and the discomfort is there, but it's just a feeling and it is possible to work through that. It's possible to begin to explore why you feel that and that can actually provide a deeper understanding of how you can move forward. And physical activity can be an actually a really great gateway for that. So it's not always bad. And this is something that I found with myself when I started training that I started to develop a, a deeper connection with my body in like a feeling where my body was at while I was moving, just feeling and having awareness of space around me. And this was a big, a big change for me because before that I'd, I'd really spent a lot of time not thinking so much about my body, not wanting to think about areas of my body. And all these thoughts about this sort of stuff can come up before we even actually start moving, before we take those steps to start that session. And it can make us hesitant and it can make getting moving seem a little bit daunting, but that's okay. It's all okay. Now, as I mentioned, one of the best ways to help you get started is to actually make a plan and Actually set yourself up a little area of where you want to get active. Make it yours. Put down a training mat, put down a towel, any equipment that you have set up there. You know, make this spot the spot you go when you want to do whatever that involves moving your body. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how long you're moving for. But creating a space where this is where you do that sort of thing really makes a difference because... In our heads, it tells us, it's like, okay, well, I'm in this spot. If I'm in this spot, it means I start moving. doesn't matter how much or how little, this is where I do the moving things. And that is a really great way to not just build motivation, but also help you feel like, well, if this is the area that I do stuff, it feels appropriate to be doing training in this area. So we're actually teaching ourselves that this is the area I go for this activity. This is where I go to train. And... It's pretty cool setting up your own little training space. You can make it yours. You can put up, you know, any posters or people who you find inspiring as well. But making an area yours for when it comes to training is a really, really great thing to do. Now, when you start moving, if you do have these feelings of shame or embarrassment, although they're tough, and I get that our inner voices can say some really, really hard and unkind things to us. It's okay. Don't let that stop you because it's our own uncertainty that can often challenge us. It's that newness to things when we're not very good at stuff. I guarantee you, and I know this from personal experience, anyone who's ever started moving was never good at it straight away. It felt awkward as it was uncomfortable. It was embarrassing. It was sometimes a bit shameful. Like These are really common feelings that we all can have, especially when it starts coming to moving our bodies in different ways. So just reminding yourself that it might be that no matter what you do to start with, these feelings may come up. But 
You can work through them, friend. And where you are right now is just the starting point. It is not where you are always going to be. And that can help keep you going because we all start at wherever it is that we're starting. And sometimes it can be really shocking to realize that where we've started is not where we expect it to be. Uh, (laughs) I know for myself, when I started training, I thought I was all that. I'm like, I am so athletic. I'm strong. I'm all these things. And then when it actually came to starting training, I was none. (laughs) I was was none of that stuff. (laughs) And it was hard. And there were times where I wanted to give up, where I was just like, I'm just never going to get this. I feel so awkward. I felt embarrassed because I trained with other people, with my mentor Sigrun. She did group kettlebell sessions and I trained with her and other people and everyone else was getting it. Everyone else was doing the things and I just couldn't. And that was part of the lesson that I had to learn about myself. And it's one that I didn't let get me down. But there were so many times where I was just like, no, nah, that's it. I'm I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm so over feeling like I'm just not getting it. Everyone else is getting it. But I guarantee you, those feelings do pass. And it's just about working through them when they happen. Now, to be honest, it is going to likely take a while for you to get where it is you want to be. So we all have reasons for starting to get active, whether they're aesthetic, whether they're just for a general physical strength and fitness to be able to do our everyday life things. We all have these goals, right? And how perfect. It is amazing and such a great thing to have these goals to work towards. But being realistic in that it takes time, especially if we reflect on the amount of time that it's taken us to get to a certain state, which can often be our starting point. If it's taken you years to get to that point, it's very likely that it's going to take you years to get to this new stage that you want to be. And it's not that it's impossible. It's just that being realistic, the training takes time. Change takes time and it takes working through it and it takes understanding that our bodies don't change quickly, but that is totally okay. Just remind yourself that this is not where you're always going to be. You have the ability to change pretty much anything that you want. So take the little steps to help you feel more comfortable with what you're doing. And I guarantee you, One of the very first steps that you should take before you even begin looking for a coach, before you begin looking for a training video, anything like that, is set yourself up that little spot, that little space where you can go to help you when you want to get things started. It will change everything because it's yours, it's your space. And even if it's just a corner in your bedroom, even if it's just a towel down on the floor, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be flash. When I first started training, I had my kettlebells set up under my house, which was on this really dingy piece of concrete. And the floorboards were so low that I, could, I couldn't even raise my arm up over my head unless I positioned myself in between the joists of the floor so so that I could reach because I'm quite tall so I couldn't even move in all the ways I wanted to and I had to be very specific and it was it was dirty and there was always dust coming in and there was spiders 
but it was my space and even though it was pretty dank, I loved it so much because I knew that when I was in that space, that was my time to work on me. That was my, t- that was my me space. And I found that really, really inspiring and motivating to want to keep doing it. I felt proud of my little swept clean piece of concrete that I had to begin with. <laughs> and if I ever wanted to do an exercise on the ground <laughs> to make sure that I wasn't like facing my face down because it was, it was messy. It was, yeah. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> but it helped me feel good about what I was doing because it was my little space. It was my corner and it was, I knew when I went there, it was, it was for me. And that made a difference. And I guarantee that if you set that space up for you, it doesn't matter where it is. It, I, I promise you, it does not have to be fancy. My, my first area where I started training definitely was not. That's not what it's about. It's about creating that space for you so that you, you know that it's, where you go to care for you. And it's also a great way to help you get your mind into a space where you're feeling ready to move because your plan is like, this is where I go to do these things. So your brain's going to be like, well, I'm in this spot now. This means I'm doing something. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't matter if you just do one movement and then leave. The fact that you've gone there, done a thing is just reaffirming the idea in your head that it's like, this is where I go to do those things. So you can start small, like you don't have to rush into full sessions. You don't have to smash things out when you can, if you want, some people do, some people just jump straight in and they're away. Some people, it takes time. There's stops and starts, wherever you're at, wherever you're experiencing, it's all good. It's okay. It's okay to stop and start. It really is. You're not alone in that experience. You really aren't. And life gets in the way sometimes, but if we can just go back to that space where we know that's where we go to move when we can, it will make the difference. Now, the next thing to do is find some clothes that you feel comfortable to move in. And it it doesn't matter what you wear. It definitely doesn't have to be brand name stuff. I don't wear brand name training gear because I think it's all a bit bullshit. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of false. People are, people pay so much money for training clothes that don't actually, they're not worth that. They don't actually help you train any better. There's so many falsehoods out there about training clothes. I mean, I, I tend to wear no t-shirt, just a crop and a pair of shorts that I can move my legs around in. That's it. I don't even wear shoes to train. I don't like wearing shoes to train. I've been training with kettlebells for the last over seven years. You don't wear shoes with kettlebell training. It's one of the things that I love about them. (laughs) But you also, if you're not feeling comfortable with your body as at, feel good about wearing whatever it is that helps you feel good so long as you can move freely. It really doesn't matter what it is. If it helps you feel comfortable, wear that. It is perfect. Don't worry about name brand shit. It's all overrated. It's just expensive. It doesn't help with your training. It doesn't make you f- make you do anything any better. A, tr- a brand name t-shirt is not going to help you move your body any better in any way at all. So don't think that because you start training that you have to get active wear. It's a crock. <laughs> just 
wear what helps you feel good. It could be long baggy pants, could be track pants. Don't mind training in track pants myself. <laughs> I sometimes wear t- uh, muscle tees or t-shirts that I just cut the sleeves off because that's how most of my t-shirts end up with sleeves cut off because sleeves are overrated. But work with where you're at. You can wear a hoodie. You can wear anything. Anything, absolutely anything, so long as you can move freely. It really doesn't matter. I can't affirm that enough that you really don't need name brand of anything because the idea that of that is sold to us that it helps you is the only thing that you're buying. It's the idea. It doesn't actually do anything to help you move your body any better. <sighs> now, before you begin moving, it may even be that you want to start getting into the habit about setting yourself up for a session. Now, a few episodes back, episode 35, I had Zay come in and they shared how you can begin training and building that habit of getting active by starting really small, by just taking that time. It might be that you just put your training gear on and go to your training space. You don't have to actually train there. Just starting those small steps and building up. I will link to that episode in the show notes or you can check it out on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Search non-gender fitness, find episode 35. It's a good one. Zay gives a lot of great tips that are really helpful in starting ways for you to get active and building those habits. Now, once you have a plan for where you'll practice moving and what you're going to wear, the next step is taking that step with what you want to do. Now, if this is where you started, like, oh, I've seen this really cool thing and I want to do that, that's great. Maybe you've already got this step prepared. That is perfect if that is the case. But if not, now is a good time to start thinking about ways that you might like to move. And it might be challenging. You might not know. You might not know what are the best ways to train. And there's a lot of ways to train out there. And I guarantee you all of those ways out there to train are going to tell you that they are the best way to train. (laughs) And it's subjective. (laughs) Just trying to figure out a way to move that feels good for you. And I do recommend starting slow. Don't try and jump into some all out high intensity stuff because it's really not going to be comfortable for you, firstly. And secondly, it's not actually going to benefit you because jumping straight in and smashing yourself and getting real sore. And I know I've talked about this in other episodes, but I can't emphasize it enough because it's not a message that's sold. You don't need to go and smash yourself. You don't actually get benefit from that. The only benefit you get is is bragging rights to how sore you are because you've done this many sessions. But long term, that's not really going to be the best way to help you start getting moving. So start slow, start gradually, because if you haven't moved in a while or this is your first time, you're going to be sore. Like you're going to be sore in ways you didn't think you could be sore and you're going to be feeling areas of yourself that you didn't even know you could feel. (laughs) So really start slow and just get used to that. Because if you go all in and smash out something big and intense say even if it's something you found on YouTube or you found an online coach I hope that if it's an online coach they know enough about training to know to introduce movement in a smart and gradual way that's safe for you because if you have an online coach who 
gets you to do some really intense stuff straight up that leaves you sore for like days and days. Not like two, two days is fine to be sore. Three or four days, eh, you've done a bit too much and it's not actually going to be benefiting you. So I hope if you've found a coach that they are going to be introducing movement in a smart and safe way for you. But don't try and go all out. If you've just been able to get back into the gym, don't try and jump in and make up for anything that you've missed. If you've had over the last year of just not being active because you didn't have access to training or if you're new, don't. There's nothing to make up for. You don't have to ever make up a session. They are not there. They're not like some sort of tally system where you've got to accumulate a certain amount. They're something that you can do when you can. And they should help you feel good. <laughs> if you miss a session and you feel shame, that's that's the wrong way to do it because guaranteed you're not going to want to keep training. If, you, if it's all about shame, that doesn't make you feel good. So start slow and really ease into it. Expect to be sore. Expect to be stiff. Expect to... Do even one or two sessions in a week and then feel like you really need a break. And if that is the case, that's okay. Start that gradually if you are going to start. Now, if you don't know where to start, maybe taking the time to think about how you like to move already. If there's any ways that you do. Is do you like stretching? Do you like, you know, is, is lifting heavy things a fun thing for you? I find it fun. Some people find it fun. Some people don't. If just shifting like heavy stuff around in your everyday life is something you find enjoyable, then maybe doing weights is going to be something that you're going to actually enjoy. And you can look into those avenues. You could look at getting some stuff yourself, finding a coach or finding some videos online that will help you pursue that avenue. But don't think you're ever stuck with anything. And I know I've talked about this as well. You are never locked into one particular style of training just because it's the thing that you started. And you tried it out and it's like it's not a permanent thing. <laughs> there is nothing stopping you from changing your mind or wanting to try new things. It's not a failure. It's never failure if you're like, I just don't like this. Some things you're just not going to like. I don't particularly like things like boot camps. I did them for a while, decided they're not my jam. I don't like them. I don't do them anymore. That's not a failure. It's just a preference that I have. And you will find that you have those as well. There are going to be things that you really like doing and there are going to be things that you don't like doing. Some of the things you're just not going to like doing because you don't enjoy it. Some of the things you won't like because it's hard. There's a difference there. <laughs> because I know sometimes with kettlebells, there's stuff... I love kettlebells, but sometimes there's things I don't like doing because it's hard. <laughs> but I do it because I know that everything new is hard and it gets easier. So it's not a big deal. But you'll find that as well. You'll learn all these things about yourself, that you have these preferences for movement, to for you know finding out what works for you and what doesn't. Now, regardless of what you pick... It is probably going to feel really awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. That is okay. It's okay when you first start or if you're just getting back into it. Because, going to be honest, when you do a training session, the only time you really do a lot of the movements that you'll do in a training session is during a training session. In your everyday life, you don't tend to do most of the movements <laughs> that you'll be doing. So awkwardness is almost guaranteed and that's okay just roll with it 
It's awkward for everyone at the start. That's okay. Even after all these years that I've been training, when I learn new movements, I still feel awkward. It's just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I feel so weird. Like, am I doing this right? Is, is, I'm not sure. So it doesn't matter. This is just new things. New things can feel awkward and that's okay. I can't stress enough how important it is to be honest with yourself when you start out. And this can be tough, but I'll be honest. (laughs) No one starts at the beginning of any training being able to just smash something out and be really good at it. And that's okay. It doesn't matter. You might find a training video uh, or a coach and they'll demonstrate things. It doesn't matter how easy they make it look. What doesn't get shared and what isn't often highlighted is the amount of time it takes for someone to be able to demonstrate something to make it look easy. <laughs> and this was my goal when I first started training and I was with my coach Sigrun and I would watch her do things and then I would try it and it would not look anything like what she did. In my head, I was like, one day I'm going to be able to move in ways that looks easy. I'm going to, my goal was to make movements look easy. And friend, it's taken seven years seven years of training so that when I use kettlebells it looks easy it's not easy it doesn't get easier but it looks easier because I've practiced those movements so often so understand that just because someone makes something look easy it's probably not going to be easy and it's probably taken them a really really long time to get that good to make it look that easy So remember that because you can't set yourself up when you start with this expectation that because uh, someone who's a trainer can demonstrate in a certain way that it should look like that for you because it's not going to look that way, but it's okay. So anytime you're doing a movement, just remember it's not about making it look the way that your coach is making it look. It's about moving in the ways that you are able to that feel good for you and that are safe. Safety trumps everything. So don't try and think that because you're seeing a demonstration of something that you have to do it that way or else <laughs> it's not It's not like that. Being honest with yourself and work within your limits with where you're at and being okay with knowing that when you start, you're not going to be able to do the things that that coach is telling you to do or that the person in that video is demonstrating and have it look those ways. It's not, it's not realistic to think that you will, but it's not bad that you can't. It's not, again, I cannot emphasize enough the years that it takes to be able to move in ways to make it look like that. And that is never highlighted. So don't have that expectation that you should be perfect because it's not going to happen. Perfection's a trap. I still move in ways that aren't perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about moving safely. So just... Remember that and start slow. I'd say start with something like Pilates or yoga um, or something mobility or movement flow based. There's a bunch of different ones out there. There's like animal flow. There's a fella named Ido Portel who does these incredible movement flows where he's just about how you can move your body in, in a very unconventional way. It's really quite fun looking. But Start with something where you're just getting your body moving because 
before you want to start any type of strength training, any type of high intensity stuff, you need to be able to move functionally, which is you need to be able to generally move your limbs in uh, numerous ways without pain and without discomfort. If you can't move your arms up over your head without pain in your shoulders, then you're definitely not going to be ready to take any sort of weights and start developing strength in your shoulders. They're not necessarily ready for that. You need to make sure that they can move as functionally as possible. Anywhere in your body can move as functionally as possible before you even touch a weight. So finding those mobility focused sessions are really a great way to start getting active and also lower intensity. There's some really great ones out there. I'm going to link to a few uh, that I have used, some yoga instructors, Pilates. So I'm going to link to those as well, just so maybe you can check it out and try some things out. Now, if an online video isn't your jam because it's not always everyone's. And if you're training at home and if you're just getting started and you're just watching along to a video, it doesn't necessarily answer questions that you may have. So I get that it can be a little bit intimidating just following along to a video. And if it's not your jam and you are able to, try reaching out to a coach that does online training or a gym space. If you have access to gyms, I know there's places where gyms are starting to slowly open back up, COVID safe. Work with where you're at with what you're able to access. But finding a coach can be really helpful because you do get that feedback. You can ask those questions. You can get that certainty that you may not get just by watching a video. Plus, they're there to work with you to support you with where you're going. So it's like extra bonus because you've got someone there along the way with you as you go. Now you could have a trainer, find one who does live classes. They're a neat way to start. You're pretty accessible for the most part. And you're gonna meet other people as well, which is pretty cool. Then you're not alone because also getting started and feeling like you're the only person doing it, it can be a little bit challenging as well. So finding trainers who have online classes can be a really great way to start. They're a lot of fun. I do a couple of classes a week that are actually focus completely on mobility called Stretch Club. So I'm going to link to that as well, because if you're interested in trying out some movement in a chill space, it's just about moving your body in certain ways, getting some stretching in. It's not all stretching. We do a bunch of different stuff. They are a great way to start. I will link to a couple of other folks that I know who are trainers that are also TGD inclusive. They are trans and gender diverse themselves that also run online classes for some other options if you are interested as well but they are definitely a great way to start just easing into things plus you also do get that access to the coach now I get that the hardest part about getting active can be just finding a coach that is going to help you with what you're looking for and also understand how you feel and your experiences now any coach out there that I've seen who does support the transgender diverse community is also running it online, which is really cool because I've seen so many more pop up over this year as the lockdowns have kind of worked their way around the world and stayed and gone and all, all sorts of wildness that has been happening. <laughs> so I'm going to link to a few coaches that I know of who you could probably check out 
They run different styles. There's myself. I know there's a couple other coaches here in Melbourne. I had Coach Sam on the show a couple weeks back talking about what he does. He does remote classes. But there's folks all around the world. I know trainers in the States. I know trainers in the UK. I'm going to link them in the show notes so you can check them out. See if you can find someone that you enjoy working with and go from there because there is always someone. And if you don't like the people that I list, you can jump onto Instagram. It is a great space to find trainers who are doing all sorts of cool things who you might find that they just fit with where you're at and what you like doing a little bit more as well. Now, if all of this feels a bit too overwhelming when it comes to getting active, you could start with just more of a grounding practice. So take those steps of setting up your little space for moving, finding that gear that helps you feel good to wear, whatever it is, and then build on some grounding practices. And one way to do this and a really great way that I've found is breathing exercises. I'll share a little link to a explainer video that I've done on ways to do some breathing that helps to just slow the heart rate, relax the body, and it can be really chill. But I do know that sometimes for some people, breathing exercises can actually cause anxiety and that's okay because you can actually begin some grounding practices that don't actually have you focus on breathing. And what you can do is just take a moment, lay down on something that is comfortable for you. I would recommend starting with that training area that you've set up because it helps your brain build that habit of like, this is where I go to do self-care. doesn't matter what the self-care is. This is where I go for it. And what you can do is just lay down and you begin just focusing on how you feel laying there. Like what does the surface that you're laying on feel like? Where are the sensations you're feeling in your body? What are you noticing around you? What are the smells And start just noticing what's in your space. And it's a really great little grounding practice that can help bring down anxiety, bring your attention to more of the present moment and just slow everything down. So if you're not comfortable with a breathing exercise, just a grounding practice, I will link to one in the show notes as well. That's a great place to start too. So you do have options. You don't have to jump straight into just getting active. Now let's have a quick run through of what we've touched on today. It's been a lot. <laughs> as always, <laughs> we've looked at how you can get started, how the very first thing that you can do to get started is to create an area where you can practice whatever movement, whatever activity that is you want to do, but it is there just for you to do your movements, to do your grounding practices, your breathing, whatever, creating that space. So that way, you know, you have somewhere to go. We've looked at how you can set yourself up by finding the clothes that you want to wear that help you feel more comfortable. And we've looked at how you can go on a quest for the movements that help you feel good, whether it's finding videos online or whether it's by tracking down a coach, trying out some individual sessions or some classes. I'll link to the classes that I run twice a week. I'll link to some of the other classes that I've seen from other TGD affirming coaches as well. There are options, friends. You have so many opportunities and it is really plopping exciting that you do. 
Now, you can find all of these details in the show notes at our website. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who might enjoy the show, I would love it if you shared it with them. It might be a particular episode. It might be all of the episodes. (laughs) But share the love, friends. If you know someone who could benefit from the show, that would be the greatest thing if you could share it with them and help them to feel a bit better with where they are at. If you have any questions about today's episode or you want to learn a little bit more about how we could support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can send us a message there or you can jump in and check out our free trial that we have for seven days. You could jump in and try out a stretch club session or any of our other training that we have. It's all on the website. Go check it out. If you want to get in contact with us, not through our website, you can find us on Facebook at Fearless Movement Collective or Instagram, which is where we are most active by going to Fearless Movement Collective at the handle fearless underscore movement underscore co, non-gender fitness at non underscore gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes. So until next week, friend, remember... It doesn't matter where you are at when you start. It doesn't matter what you want to do long term. What matters is that you find the thing that helps you feel good about you and you just build on that. Start slow, take your time. This is about finding the practice that will help you feel good long term. So really take your time with that. Have a rad as day.